0: Hebrews 10 and 5 says wherefore when Jesus came into the world he saith sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not but a body has you prepared for me. We know up until the time of Jesus that the sacrifices that came to God the Father were animals. You know, I, I, I would have to think that um, when the enemy's finally defeated and time is no more, the, some of the life form that has to be the most excited about it has to be animals. Uh, I'm a huge animal lover, and when I read in portions of the scripture it'll say, and they offered sacrifices unto the Lord and they sacrifice 72 bulls and 48 lambs and 38 goats and 28 pigeons. And I'm thinking, um, you know, it seemed like the only ones that really sacrificed there were the animals. <laughs> now, I understand the principle, but there is coming a day In fact, we're in it right now to where, aren't you glad that for us to have a move of God, we don't have to have a bloody spectacle of animals being slain so we can make it another year. And finally, one day, the father's just, he had enough. He said, no more sacrifices. And when Jesus came into the earth, he says, "'You have prepared me a body "'because no longer do you delight "'in sacrifices of bulls and goats.'" So when God came to the earth, in order to be on the level of man, he had to become a man. Because for you and I to become like God, God first had to become like us. And the Bible says this, as Jesus is right now, so are we in this world, why? Because of the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. The last thing that the devil wanted was a physical presence of God in the earth. Because it would threaten his ownership of the earth. And from the moment that Jesus was born, hell tried to kill him. Because there was a manifested physical presence of God himself in the earth. And for the first time, there had to be tremors in the spirit realm that demons were feeling even before Jesus ever turned 30 and was anointed by the Holy Ghost. There had to be an unsettling in the atmosphere when this teenage boy would just walk around when he'd walk into his daddy's carpenter's shop and help build a stool or a table, uh, when he sat in the temple at the age of 12 uh, and he began to speak, there was something that began to come out of this physical presence of God uh, that shook hell up, uh, and they tried to kill him. Why? Because they did not want the body of Christ in the earth for this reason. Colossians 2, 9 says this, For in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And when Jesus began to walk in the earth, now, the scripture says about Jesus that God was manifested in the flesh we know that 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 was Christ, John, the first chapter. Said that he became flesh, Jesus became flesh. But it says of the other two parts of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost and the Father, it said they dwelled in Christ. So here you have the word walking around in the earth named Jesus. But in him, hallelujah, is the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in the bodily form of Jesus. No wonder he could look at leprosy and command it to be healed because when he spoke, it was the trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost coming together in unity. And what happened at creation was carried over through the physical form of Jesus. Why? Because the body of Jesus, the body of God was in the earth. Yeah. And in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead. So now I'm going to take you on a journey here. I'm going to have to lay you some foundation. But in, in Genesis 2nd chapter and verse 18, it says of the first Adam. You remember in the scriptures now it says that the first Adam that had the wife Eve, he's the first Adam, and then in the New Testament it says that Jesus is the last Adam. Didn't say he was the second, because that means there could have been a third, a fourth, a fifth. He was the last Adam. But when the Father created Adam, not man said this but God said this it is not good for man to be alone I will make him a companion so he took Adam and he caused him to go to sleep and in the position of sleep rest out of Adam's side came his lifelong companion that he would walk with. And God wanted Adam to have a wife. It was not God's intention for Adam to accomplish the will of God without a wife. Acts seven and 38 talks about this. It says of the Israelites that they were the church in the wilderness. The church didn't come in full existence on, at Pentecost because the Bible said that the, the wilderness housed the church. So God even back then looked at the believers and he called them the church. They were the church in the wilderness. It was the intention of God at Mount Sinai to marry Israel. And when you go back and you study, the Ten Commandments were part of the the agreement between the husband and the wife, between God and Israel. And they were making a covenant with God. And when Israel went into idolatry with the golden calves, God divorced Israel and Moses broke the covenant. That's why he broke the commandments because he was breaking the covenant of marriage between God and Israel. I had somebody write me a letter, I, I just mind-boggling to me. We know that, that Israel is God's chosen people in the earth, in the natural. But we also always remember this, Israel is gonna have to come through the blood like everybody else, and anybody that ever tells you that God has a separate plan of salvation for the Jews outside the church is wrong. The church does not replace Israel. In eternity, Israel and the church are one. Somebody wrote me and said, we thank you for for teaching on the prophetic feasts and that the church needs to understand that the devil doesn't care how many Gentiles get saved, that doesn't bother him, but he trembles when Jews get saved. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm making the devil tremble. I ain't a Jew. I'm a Gentile, now we have Jews in this church, the Isaacs are Jews. But we're all grafted in, hallelujah, to the same olive tree. Just that the Jews were cut out of the natural olive tree and you and I were grafted in. We were grafted in by the power of the Holy Ghost. But in eternity, hallelujah, there is no segregation. There's not going to be a part for Israel and a part for for certain kinds of cultures and then the Pentecostals and the Baptists and the Methodists. No, sir. We're one body. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. In this house, hallelujah, we don't care where you come from, what color you are, what language you speak. But if you have come through the blood, then you are part of the body of Jesus Christ. So the Father intended for Jesus to have a wife. He never intended for him to be alone. When Jesus was on the earth, there was no greater power in the earth than Jesus. Demons trembled without him even saying anything. You remember when the Bible said that in the temple, there was a man that was demon possessed. I'm wondering, how long had that guy been in that church demon-possessed? And he was comfortable there. But the scripture says that Jesus showed up and walked into the church. And when he showed up, demons began to cry out. I can tell you this is going to be a hot place for, for demon spirits in this building. We believe in casting out demons by the power of the name of Jesus. everywhere Jesus went he was the greatest authority that was ever known in fact he said this all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me he was the ultimate authority he had the ultimate power there has never been anybody like him since there will never be anybody to replace him he is still king of kings and lord of lords he has the highest name that's why Hollywood doesn't say "Oh." Buddha or old Muhammad, they take the name of Jesus in vain. Why? Because when unbelievers say Jesus Christ, they feel an authority. When that name comes out of your mouth, whether you're saved or not, whether you do it in praise or cursing, when you say the name of Jesus, there is authority that comes out of that name. And that's why the sinner says the name of Jesus. Because if they were men, they just say, oh, Buddha. That don't do anything for them. They say, GD, they feel a release. There's an authority that comes out of that. Why? Because at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess. So... When Jesus left the earth, he did not take his authority or his anointing with him. He left it in the earth. Why? Because demons were not gone. And Jesus was starting something, and for it to be effective, it was going to require anointing and authority by the Spirit of the Lord. Acts chapter, I think it's chapter 20, in verse 28, it says that Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. When Jesus left the earth, he left his power, his authority, and his anointing to the church. Now, the modern church has the form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. We know this, that the power of the Godhead is the Holy Ghost. So, this is why modern churches don't cast out demons, they don't believe in miracles, so a lot of churches say, because they can't walk in miracles, don't have authority, they say, well, the day of miracles is over. (laughs) Tell that to the 82-year-old lady that got out of her wheelchair two weeks ago, or Dennis dentist that got healed by Parkinson's disease. If I asked how many of you have been healed by the power of God, most of this church would stand up. But whenever you believe in God, you can be in control. Muslims believe in God. The Buddhists believe in God. Jehovah Witness believe in God. Mormons believe in God. And you can believe in Jesus. The Baptists believe in Jesus. They are fundamentally strong on the deity of Jesus Christ. What most churches have a problem with is releasing the Holy Ghost. Have the form of God, but no power. If you don't have the Holy Ghost operating in your church or in your life, there are going to be seasons where the enemy is going to slap you up alongside the head and defeat you. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. There are some times I don't need revelation. I just need the Holy Ghost. What is that? You are losing the authority and the power of the Holy Ghost in the atmosphere. So... The Father expects Jesus to have a wife. When Jesus was resurrected, he was resurrected at the Feast of First Fruits. And we know that between the Feast of First Fruits and the Feast of Pentecost is 50 days. First Fruits was the feast that celebrated the beginning of harvest. It was the initial harvest. The Bible says that Jesus is the first fruit of many brethren. So fulfilling the feast, he has to come up out of the ground at first fruits. So he comes out at resurrection in, in, in around April. Um, we celebrate Easter at that time. But he resurrects for 40 days. The Bible says that Jesus doesn't go back to heaven, but he walks... Galilee for 40 days and he's talking to his disciples he is instructing them he's telling them things what is going on after 40 days The Bible says that Jesus on the Mount of Olives begins to say bye and he's lifted up out of their sight. And the angel says, don't be heavy hearted for the same Jesus that you have seen go away shall in like manner return. That means that Jesus is coming back on the Mount of Olives. It's going to split in half and he's going to walk down through the eastern gate into Jerusalem and he's going to reign as king of kings. Uh, and Lord of lords uh, for 1,000 years uh, on this planet. uh, That means, think about it, for a 1,000 years, we still got God on the earth physically ruling and reigning with you and I uh, in absolute victory. And there'll be no devil. We don't know what that's like the Bible says one angel will come down, get a hold of the devil, bind him with a great chain, and for a thousand years there will be this great freedom. So he leaves after 40 days, but before he leaves in Luke, he tells, I think it's in Luke, he tells his disciples, he said, go to Jerusalem and tarry there till you be endued with power from on high." Now, you would think that these guys would have had an understanding of what was getting ready to happen because they were Jews and they, should have, they were familiar with the feasts. They kept them. They're 40 days from Feast of Fruits, They are 10 days from Pentecost or Jubilee. The Lord says, go tarry ye in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. They don't know what that means. All they know is he told us to go tarry because something's going to happen. On the 50th day, which was the day of Pentecost, heaven opens and God Almighty looses the Holy Ghost on the church. And on that day, God empowered the church with the nature of her husband. Hallelujah. And there was a marriage that took place in the spirit and the and Jesus and the church became husband and wife though Jesus was in heaven the bride was down here but in the spirit they were joined together by the holy ghost and the bible says that right now you and I when we go to heaven we sit down next to Jesus Christ we don't sit down next to the father We don't sit down next to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's in the earth. We sit next to Jesus, why? Because we're sitting next to our husband. This is why there should be a special relationship between you and Christ. So Christ now, Jesus gives the church everything that he operated in when he was in the earth. This is why Jesus said, greater works than these shall ye do. I'm preaching this to you because you and I are going to have the privilege of beholding the last great outpouring of the Holy Ghost that man has never seen. This is great what we have today, but I'm telling you, it won't be long that if you don't get here early, the curtains are gonna go up and every seat in this house is gonna be filled because when you start having divine miracles take place in a building, Then you step over into another dimension. That's why Benny Hinn could put 25,000 people in a building. That's why Catherine Kuhlman could do what she did. Why? Because when you begin to loose the divine nature of God in the atmosphere, all of a sudden it's better than the Super Bowl. It's better than the Grammys. Hallelujah. It's better than the latest movie that's come out. It's better than a house, a car. Because when you get in the atmosphere of your husband, hallelujah, and between God and God, in Christ. uh, There is a release to the church of the glory of the Lord. Uh, People begin to get healed and delivered uh, in the atmosphere even without the laying on of hands. Uh, Even right now hallelujah there is such a possibility of the spirit of the Lord uh, reaching into your life right now. Reaching into your body. uh, Reaching into the atmosphere where you reign. My God I loose hallelujah on you right now a, a release of the favor and of the glory of God the church belonged to the father Jesus was a Jew he fulfilled the cultural requirements he came to the father and said i want to marry the church and the father says you got to pay a dowry and jesus says what is it he said i want your blood and jesus hallelujah went down to the earth allowed himself to be crucified that his blood begin to flow remember the first adam When he became one with Eve, it was a God thing, and he's asleep. When the last Adam got ready to marry his wife, he was asleep in the grave for three days, and out of his side, hallelujah, he was pierced. And the church, just as the first Adam came out of the side, of the last Adam and when Jesus arose from the dead hallelujah he arose with victory because he is now not alone but he has a companion called the church And he paid the price it's the only thing that Jesus ever purchased this is why the father honors the church today is because of what you and I were purchased by and it was the blood of Jesus Christ not by the blood of bulls and goats we have not been rehabilitated we've not been just counseled or changed but we have been blood-bought by the power of the Holy Ghost you and I are not who we used to be we're not an addict we're not an alcoholic hallelujah we're not ruled by temper or cursing or porn we're a brand new creation in Jesus Christ we have been raised in the anointing of the Holy Ghost and he whom the Spirit has set free is free indeed Don't you let the devil tell you that you're insignificant. Don't you let the devil tell you uh, you can't do it. Uh, You can do all things uh, through Christ who strengthens you. Uh, You don't have to have a degree. Uh, You just need faith. Revelations of 21st chapter, two verses, two and nine, both talk about that the church is as a bride adorned for her husband. One verse says, Behold, let me show you the bride who is the Lamb's wife. So at Calvary, Jesus began the redemptive plan of God. But the church is gonna finish it. The number one people group in the world, it's almost at genocide levels, is the persecution and the martyrdom of Christians. Why? Because the church is going to destroy the powers of darkness. I thank God for my physical Bible, but that physical book in itself isn't my strength. Say now that's blasphemy, that's all I'm talking about. Go to China, where they don't have Bibles, or they might get just the book of Second Thessalonians, and they'll pass one page at a time around to every believer, hundreds of them, and each one of them will memorize the page and they'll get another page. Where did their strength come from? Not holding the physical book. The reason I say that is because the devil thinks that if he can outlaw a Bible, then the church loses its power. Not so, hallelujah. We have Christ in us. The Holy Ghost brings back to our remembrance the things that Jesus Christ speaks to us. You may be able to pass a law that I can't pray out loud, but it's like the little boy. I may be standing up on the outside, but or sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside just because my lips aren't moving doesn't mean that the Holy Ghost is not releasing a prayer of faith out of my spirit I thank God for our freedom today I thank God that Jesuit can lead us in worship but our strength goes a lot farther than a b3 hammond and an electronic cord keyboard it comes out of the depth of our soul why because we are the bride of Christ and the same anointing that's Oh Jesus is in our spirits. There is nothing in the earth that God is coming back for, except the church. Nothing. Why? because the church is the only thing that's eternal. You know, all of the beautiful buildings in Europe, the churches and the magnificent structures throughout the earth that house some type of even pagan worship. If Jesus was willing to let Herod's temple that in our money system would be worth over three billion dollars probably, be destroyed, then he's not gonna be too concerned about the buildings that we build. It's not by might and it's not by power but it's by my spirit saith the Lord. Now, we want a nice church. America has been raised privileged. We've been raised spoiled You know, the same guy that'll sit for three hours in 20 degrees and watch a football game can't sit in a church service for an hour because the pew's too hard. The Spirit of the Lord has raised up the church in this hour. You know, the Jews have a synagogue, the Buddhists have a temple, the Muslims the Muslims have a mosque. Only in Christianity are the believers the church. <clears throat> Hallelujah, and that's why Jesus said, not one stone would be left upon another because he doesn't dwell in buildings made with hands. This is why there is such a persecution and such a a regiment that's coming against the church in this hour is because hell knows that it is the church in the United States of America that's going to turn things around by the power of the Holy Ghost. And instead of us getting away with services, we're going to continue to increase them by the power of the Lord. Now, you cannot shut the church up. We are not going away. They, well, we're just arrest rest you and stick you in prison. how that work out in Paul and Silas' time? God showed up, shook the very foundation of the building, opened every door, and loosed Holy Ghost revival in the middle of it. I'm telling you that the church is getting ready as the bride of Christ to rise up in the earth, and God is going to move through us by the power of the Holy Ghost. We represent Jesus Christ. When we speak hallelujah, we are speaking on behalf of the Lord Jesus Almighty. There is no devil that should intimidate you. There are no powers that are greater than you. The church, the church, the church is the apple of our eye. The church is the light of the world. And we are the salt of the earth. And I can promise you the powers that be in the earth. If you could listen to their strategy meetings, you would hear them say one thing. We've got to deal with Christianity in the church because it empowers people and we can't control them. The church is not the Assembly of God movement. It's not their organization. The church is not the Church of God. The church is not the Catholics. The church is not the Pentecostals. There are many members, but there's one body. And. The concern that Jesus had at the end of his ministry, and he prayed this, he was concerned about the division in the body of Christ. We don't need to worry about the wars around us. We got so many wars going on inside the house of the Lord. You know, if you don't speak in tongues, I don't have a problem with that. But it doesn't mean that we have to draw swords and butcher each other. Because in eternity, it will all be bore out anyway. Whenever you decide, most organizations were started from Revelation and then they stopped there and got a spirit of elitism that somehow we're better than everybody else and we don't fellowship with other groups because they don't know what we know. Listen, we don't know hardly anything. None of us. If God would begin to reveal to us the fullness, hallelujah, of who he is. Whenever you read about men coming into the divine revelation of God, Daniel said, it made me sick. Isaiah said, I feel like I'm a sinner. I'm unclean. You have to be a part of the church. And Jesus said, Father, I pray that they would be one even as you and I are one. And what we're having in this hour is The enemy's trying. Listen, the greatest danger in the body of Christ is not from without. It's from within. The greatest danger in a local church is not from without. It's from within. The greatest danger that Moses had was not the Philistines, but it was his own leaders out of the Levite tribe and his brother and sister who said, We're just like you. It doesn't matter about talent. Talent is what not what doesn't, it's whose Call! Having the ability to speak and having the knowledge of the Word doesn't make you a preacher. It has to be a divine call from God that comes on your life. It has to be a divine call on the church. And this church, hallelujah, has been bloodbought by the power of the Holy Ghost. And the enemy cannot kill us. He cannot silence us. He cannot vaccinate us. He cannot set us up. Why? Because we are the wife of Jesus. Jesus Christ the church in the earth is the only thing that's eternal when the battle is totally over and Jesus is ruling from Jerusalem the church will be alive and well and all of these other men that have such a voice in the earth from putin on will be silenced why because what we have what we're attached to the reason god will sustain the church is because we are the wife of his son thanks for tuning in for more information about kcm international or regeneration nashville go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.